Hey, Armstrong and Getty here, and the real estate market is about as crazy as it's ever been. I mean, it's just none of the old rules apply anymore. Everything's different. You gotta, you, you need expert advice. And there will be a new set of new rules next week, too, probably. That's why you have to get great real estate representation, good or bad or mediocre, will no longer do. Give Robert Millward a call. Robert's with Intero Real Estate now at 204-9493. Maybe you're thinking about selling. What's your house worth? Get a good solid number instead of a wild guess. Maybe you're not upside down anymore because, as Jack said, the rules are changing. Who can get approved for a short sale? Who can get approved for a mortgage? Call 204-9493, 204-9493. Talk to the only guy I'd use or go to JoeGettysRealtor.com. That's JoeGettysRealtor.com. Starbucks has announced that it will close down all of its Tivana stores by next year. A shocking blow to the dull, impersonal gift for an acquaintance industry. <laughs> what are Secret Santa's going to do next year? You know, I don't even know what Tivana is, so and I don't think I care enough to have it explained to me. Welcome yeah. to the show. Yes, it's a nice tea store. You okay, get, you get tea, you get tea accessories. Tea and tea you accessories. Like tea. Sean likes tea. You ever been the Tivana, Sean? I haven't, but I'm looking them up now. Well, okay. they're going out of business or something. I didn't really listen to the joke. Coming up. <laughs> coming up, how irrational people get on both sides about the current sitting president. Ah, yes. Whether it's this president, Obama, or Bush, or going back, it's just it's it's crazy. And I and 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 and, and, and well, I want to talk about it. Yeah, I'd like to talk about it too. It's, Got a clip uh, of a guy uh, on Brian Williams last night going off completely unchallenged by the host. Is like Brian Williams didn't say you're a crazy person. No, he took it all in. It's making mm, sense. Yeah. All right. Uh, that coming up. So back to the CRISPR thing <clears throat> again. Not the drawer where you keep your lettuce, but the. Uh, a genetic modification thingamajigger, where they can go in and just tweak little the, the individual genes and, and characteristics. and It has incredible promise for curing terrible diseases, perhaps. Mm. That's going to be outweighed. Them. That's going to be outweighed by the nightmare stuff that people can do in, in, uh, in, in creating superhuman, super animals, whatever. You call nine-foot-tall basketball players a nightmare, I call it slam dunk horrific. <laughs> <laughs> the return of the big man to the NBA. Swatting shot. You'd have to shoot from half court to get over these guys. It'll change the game. So um, a nice note from William, who played beer pong with my son, evidently. Um, I guess uh, one of y'all said that uh, with genetic modifications of human, it would end natural selection. He oh, says, yes, absolutely. Well, I've got news for you guys. In first world countries, nat- natural selection has all but disappeared. Autistic, disabled adults who need care their whole lives get it here. People who would otherwise be phased out by the unforgiving process that is natural selection. You know, that's the that's the part of natural selection people don't like to think about is the unselection part of it. Sure. Who dies off or... Uh, you know, and if you'd prefer to think of animals because it's a little less morally repugnant, that's fine. Um, but who doesn't get to reproduce? Well, the examples because they're too weak, etc. Well, the examples you get, you just gave, those people aren't reproducing a lot. Uh, no, I suppose not. But you there get are a hundred different examples. You get yeah. to live in the modern society. We don't kick you to the edge of the herd so you get eaten by lions. But you're probably not going out and having five kids. What about uh, people who are just too stupid, shiftless, uh, 
um, unambitious. Well, that's a problem. Um, and, and they are hailing hardy and knocking out kids by the dozens. Oh, yeah, that's a problem. Yeah, natural unselection. Devolution, which I believe humankind is undergoing right now. But you're really messing with natural selection if people, everybody of a certain income level can afford to make their kids 15% smarter. Mm-hmm. But then uh, William goes on, but then suddenly we have the amazing ability to wipe off our family tree diseases, uh, and that's what breaks it? No, it's already broken. He says he recently got married, and his wife's unsure of uh, having kids because she has some uh, depression, anxiety problems, and she doesn't want to pass that on to her future children if it is, uh, or it is genetic, tends to run in her family. Uh, on the topic of enhancing IQ, there are tons of studies that show intelligent people tend to be less aggressive and violent than less intelligent people. I see a world in the future where people no longer die at a sports stadium because they said their sports team is better than my sports team. I think you're way underestimating uh, nature and its ability to work these things out when we we start messing with all this stuff. I think he's uh, way underestimating the human capacity for evil. But if you were if you were given the option, look, we can we can knock out um, and, and pick the genetic condition that's that's. Uh, troubled or devastated your family from depression to cystic fibrosis to whatever tendency toward colon cancer whatever uh would you trade that for north korea breeding nine foot uh, basketball players ultimately no or or uh, china 400 pound soldiers that can run a, a seven uh, seven second hundred yard dash me personally and i'm about to have a baby of course but yeah. ultimately big picture absolutely not it's going to destroy the planet now here's the question where I devastate him, Uh-oh. where I bring him to our knees, bring him to, I'm sorry. I'm going to be brought to our, we, have, That's we right. share I, knees. Yes. <laughs> I'd, like to, uh, I'd like to offer you my knees to be brought to, because I know yours are kind of worn out. I'm going to bring it, uh, can I get a second take? Do we have, I'm going to bring you to your knees. Right. Do you think you can stop any of it? No. No. Do you? Answer the question. (laughs) I've conceded. All right. No, our our professor yesterday said he would give me my knees back. He said he would bet his own money that they're already doing it in China. Right. And of course they are. So it doesn't matter. It's it's a lot like the global warming thing. We in the United States can make all kinds of gestures if we want to, but the rest of the world is going to do what they want. Yeah. Yeah. So we can make it. You hear that, Jerry Brown? You senile old plank. So we can make it against the law to edit genes in, uh, in humans, but they're doing it in China and Russia and North Korea and all over the place. Right. Right. <sighs> this is what's going to end mankind, not a nuclear war, not, uh, not, not a lot of different things. You could easily see some unforeseen consequence from this. I mean, like really, really unforeseen. Some, you know, gene that allows a, a virus to uh, run rampant. And then it spreads or it strengthens or mutates, and it's all because you tweak gene 437C. And, you know, nobody saw that coming before, you know, it, uh, you know, 5 billion people die. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Or a zombie apocalypse. It's happening now. This is, it's, you know, he, our guest yesterday, our professor, um, he he really wanted people to be, you know, concerned and aware. That's funny. I listened to this podcast. What's the name of that podcast you had me listen to, Sean? As we give people uh, alternatives to our show, Radio Lab. But so they, it's terrible. It's awful. They had various guests on, and they were talking about this CRISPR technology, and they were all excited about it, like you seem to be. And the one guy said, "I just 
I just think we need to slow down here. And they said, why are you such a wet blanket? <laughs> and he said, well, I just think rather than just cheerleading, we should all cringe a little bit. And they said, okay, on the count of three, we're all cringe. One, two, three, we cringed. Okay, what good did that do? <laughs> I mean, that's I appreciate the cynicism. <laughs> And that's basically true. Well, no, listen, I disagree on this level. You ought to be aware. You ought to try to understand, you know, the the potential downsides of what you're doing. You ought to, uh, you know, if if you're driving 100 miles per hour, you better be, you know, ready to jump on the brake in a big hurry. I was. And so, uh, yeah, I I see both sides of it, but I just, there's no stopping it. It's like, no. It's like virtually every technology ever introduced by mankind. It's going to be developed, and but this is a much bigger. But this is a much bigger deal that, that, than yeah, any other I, technology you can think of. Yeah, but I think it'll follow the same, uh, you know, laws of uh, metamorphosis. If you know what I mean, it's just it'll proceed in the same way. Yes, with with uh, amazing, horrific, devastating results, perhaps, but it will be developed. It's already being developed, right? Yeah. We just don't know to what extent. Yeah, the, yeah. The, the 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 gene editing they've done in China, you know, it's only been around for a few years. Um, you know, we're we're fifteen years away from having fifteen-year-olds that we know how well it worked, and right. uh, so so yeah, th- this could happen in all of our lifetimes. Where we'll, the, 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 all of a sudden a giant army, an actual literally giant army of Chinese, will yeah! jump of seven China. feet tall, super fast, super smart people. Attack of the giant Chinese. It's going to be my B movie. I'm going to start writing a script this afternoon. Uh, what was I going to say? Oh, or, you know, or two, two or three Olympics from now, you're, you're. Uh, I was about to say the East Germans. Hello, um, catch up. Uh, the Russians, the Chinese, they're going to have athletes. Like, where did these people come from? Right, right. And you can do all the testing you want. They're not on HGH or anything. They were born this way. To quote Lady Gaga, they were born this way. They're nice seven man. feet tall. They're super fast and super smart. Their swimmers will actually beat the great white shark, like Michael Phelps couldn't do in that wonderful show they had on the other night. Yeah. <laughs> and then what? What are people going to do? No, this this kid was born this way. We edited the genes. Is that against the law? It's not yet. No, I don't think it is. No. And the kid, you know, churns through the water like a motorboat. Slap, 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 slap. His, his stroke is like that. And the point is it changes the gen- all the generations to come. So you edit the genes of the mom and dad today, and then they have a kid. They've got that. Those are their genetics they're passing along to the next kid without right. editing that kid's genes. Is that the way that works? Yeah. It's just new genes you're passing along. You're both seven feet tall, fast, and smart. And you're going to have a kid that's likely to be that way. Wow, that's exciting. Yeah, yeah brave, it is. brave new world. <laughs> yeah, I'd say. <laughs> I, I tell you what, though, and listen, just here's a little uh, moral repugnance to go along with your uh, your cereal. You may be familiar with the fact that in the cloning game, they usually have dozens or hundreds of unholy uh, uh, mutated can't live uh, beasts that they have to put down before they come up with the dolly the sheep. I mean, just terrible deformities and everything, and and uh, I mean, what's what's China gonna churn out? I mean, because the American story of the other day wasn't America, I think so, um, where they'd done a couple of gene alterations in in embryos that were never intended to develop and were immediately uh, destroyed. Well, you know, depending on your view of uh, life and and embryos and abortion and the rest of it, those were uh, human lives cut short. Well, China's going to get let it go, or North Korea, God help us, it's going to get let it go way, way farther than that, you know, to the, the birth stage. You know, some political dissident woman is going to give birth to some child. And, oh, yeah. 
Well, it's happening right now, almost guaranteed. But, you know, if that'll give us a, a quarterback that can fade back into his own end zone and throw into the opposite end zone, I'm in favor of it. <laughs> Speed up the game. I got things to do. Punters who can punt it out of the stadium will probably have to alter the ball or the rules or something. And the punt returner is in parking lot section B4 awaiting the right. punt to land. He's taking the shuttle bus back to the field of play. Uh, so there was... Bush derangement syndrome, Obama derangement syndrome, and there certainly is Trump derangement syndrome going on right now. While there is some meat on the bone to chew on, there's also a lot of derangement. Well, right. That's that's the frustrating part. If you would just report what you see, it would be plenty. I'll give you an example of it and then uh, well, then get into it. It's just it's, it's so crazy. Yeah, y'all got to settle down. I'm going to give you something to actually worry about. Like your dad saying, you want something to cry about? Oh, boy. Give me something to actually worry about. That never ended well. I don't want that. (laughs) No, I don't. I don't want something to cry about. Stay with us. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. And uh, uh, surrounding himself with more generals in the White House, uh, and he goes to the Boy Scouts, and he uh, is giving this uh, highly charged political speech in front of uniformed teenagers as if he wants to turn that into some sort of Trump youth organization. I mean, the signs of, uh, of authoritarianism are staring us right in the face. And if we don't acknowledge that this is a very risky situation, uh, and we continue to, uh, uh, to put up with this. What we could find is that if we are in a war, or if the president wants to get us into a war in order to solidify his control, uh, that he could very, very quickly uh, uh, try to uh, make himself uh, into an authoritarian uh, uh, president or, or dictator. And, and this is not a safe situation for the United States. There you go. Oh, for God's sake. So that's not, you know, a podcast or an Internet show or whatever. That's Brian Williams' show last night on MSNBC. He's the host, Brian Williams, serious, you know, grown-up guy, been covering news forever. He's got a couple other reporters on, including a New York Times reporter, and I think the Washington Post reporter that uh, that broke the story we're talking about today. And this guy, do you even know who it was? I think it's a... uh, Richard Painter. He was the chief White House. White House ethics lawyer for Bush 43. Yeah, he, and he we're was, in a very dangerous situation here. He was the ethics lawyer in the Bush administration. And so he's saying ridiculous crap like Trump was standing up in front of the Boy Scouts trying to get them enlisted into some sort of truth, Trump Confused. youth army. I could become a dictator. <laughs> and there's a reason I bring this up, by the way. So yesterday, Sean said that he and his cabal of uh, socialist friends were all concerned about Trump appointing a general as chief of staff. And did did, did did I think that meant anything? And at the time, I didn't even understand the question. I was like, no, I don't think it means anything. Until I watched this nut job last night on MSNBC, who's going down the road if he surrounded himself with generals so he can uh, take over the country and become a dictator. Um, it's just That's just crazy talk. That's crazy talk. And for those of you who think that's going to happen, you're nuts. Or just really get a kick out of playing that out. 
and, and pretending that could happen. It's exciting. It helps you bond with your friends. Just like all the anti-Obama people who thought he was going to actually invade Texas because it was a red state and declare martial law so he could stay in for a third term and take over the country. I know lots of people who believed that was going to happen. People I like, when we, smart people I like, who were and, concerned that was going to happen. And we said, that's never going to happen. They were angry at us, told yeah. us to wake up. Yeah. Yeah, and Trump is not trying to th- turn the Boy Scouts into some sort of Trump youth organization and surrounding himself with Jindlers. It would not happen for a number of reasons. First of all, I don't think he has any intention of doing it. Secondly, have you been following the news? He tried to change military policy last week, and the military said, nah, we're not going to do that. I mean, so he doesn't exactly, he's not exactly surrounded by people who are willing to destroy the country in his name. I don't think he's good enough to pull it off, even if he wanted to, and even if he tried. No, Please, Congress and the House of Reps and the Senate and the courts and the military and the the cabinet, everybody tell no, settle down, stop it. So there's zero chance of that happening, all right? And here's a guy saying it on MSNBC last night, and Brian Williams and the New York Times report in the Washington, nobody said, that's a little much or come on or anything like that. No, they just listened. Like mm, nodding their head, mm, that's interesting. Like that's a, like that's a freaking possibility. Right. I mean, how did we get this far off track? And here's why it bothers me. This is what I was thinking at the time. You can get people worked up about that. You can get people worked up to think that that Obama is about to take over. You know, invade Texas so he can save for a third term. You can't get anybody on either side, <laughs> or not a not a decent chunk of people, to be concerned that we're twenty trillion dollars in debt and none of our major entitlement programs are sustainable. And that's not some sort of conspiracy. It's just simple mathematics. Right. But something that is simple to understand, true as true can be. And affects everybody. You can't get anybody to care about that. You wanna you wanna claim various outlandish dictatorial powers for for whichever party you hate. Easy to get to get a whole cable news channel of people to want to follow you on that. Sure, twenty it's trillion dollars debt. Sorry, don't care. Not likely interested. to add another trillion per year. By the way, over the next decade, or or you don't believe it's going to happen, or something. I don't know. It, it drives me crazy. It's just it's it's crazy. The actual threat to America is that is that that we're unsustainable. We're on a completely unsustainable track. And now, now people want to believe that Trump's trying to get the turn the Boy Scouts into the Hitler Youth and surrounding himself with generals so he can become a dictator. It's it's just it's so crazy. You know, it's been said by many wise folks through the years that as soon as the people realize they can vote themselves money from the Treasury, a democracy's doomed. Well, it, it's worse in the U.S. Because we are the great economic and monetary power, we've realized we can vote ourselves money from the Treasury on credit. We don't even have to live within our means giving ourselves money. So it's just, yeah, I just... By the way... That's that's one of the reasons I am uh, proudly an elitist. Um, if you got, like, the unwashed, uh, the most unwashed 20% of the masses, I mean, they almost never wash. Not even, like, their face and genitals. I mean, wow. just really, really <laughs> dirty, unwashed masses. There is no stinking way you get them to vote with a sense of fiscal responsibility. None. No. It can't be done. It never could be done in history. It can't be done now. And so... Uh, I just I don't have a lot of hope for it to turn around. Oh, I don't. I mean, either. where are the adults? 
Where are the adults? There sure is not. Uh, the, it, you know, it used to be the Republicans used to at least make noise about fiscal responsibility and mean it. Now they make noise about it and they don't mean it. No. You know, cutting the growth by 5%, which the uh, Democrats will then portray as some sort of merciless, uh, unbelievably cruel, you know, fiscal policy. Cutting the level of growth. Um the Republicans won't even do that anymore. I was so. talking about yesterday. We're doomed. My brother was in town, and so I had a focus group of one of a Trump voter, Trump supporter, and and it was interesting to hear him where he is because he thinks he thinks Trump a lot of the stuff Trump does is crazy. He thinks Trump might actually be crazy himself, mm. but he's still a Trump supporter because he's completely given up on the process doing anything. Ah, got to shake Fixing it down. Anything. Shake it down, or who cares? What's the worst that could happen? Ah, it's, so it's the the troll mentality, more or less. Just, just he, he was so disgusted with the whole Obamacare watching that go down because we sat and watched Fox News as that whole went down ah, Thursday yeah. night and on Friday after seven years of we'll repeal every word and replace. No, you won't. You didn't even try. You didn't even get. You didn't even take like step two steps that direction. <laughs> let alone, let alone do what you said you were going to do. I mean, it's just, it's just there's the, that that party doesn't exist. The party of fiscal responsibility, as you were just saying. It doesn't, right. there isn't one. Right. So for people who care about that, what are you supposed to do now? Well, and if, you, if you'd like to really be cynical this morning, keep in mind the way Obamacare was passed, the president's, the, the greatest political lie of the year and probably the decade, being if you like your plan, you can keep your plan. If you like your doctor, you can keep your doctor. You had one of the architects of it, Jonathan Gruber, telling audiences on videotape. Now, all this depends on the ignorance of the American voter, because none of this actually makes fiscal sense. You had Barney Frank saying, yeah, frankly, this is just a step on the way to single payer because it can't work. All this stuff is on tape. These people, serious people saying this out loud. So it's passed on this basis. And then when it comes time to dismantle it, you've got world record disingenuousness on the part of the Republicans. So I just, those of you with faith in government, what's it based on? Wake up! Spoke in front of the Boy Scouts. What did the guy say? Uniformed children. Like they're trying <laughs> to turn them into some sort of Trump youth. Seriously? Oh, oh, like Hitler. Oh, I didn't, I didn't catch on to that. Hitler but youth. Oh, it's just like I that. I didn't catch that symbolism, Do but you now that you mention it. Hitler? Oh, good Lord. Oh, God. You know, all right. I'm not things. a fan of Hitler. Here's what's going on on an elemental level, a deep psychological level. Number one. Human beings are desperate to band together with other human beings. It is deep, deep within us. The Chinese were probably trying to mess with that gene right now. But read <laughs> Sebastian Younger's Brilliant Tribe. We need that, and, and we are so, you know, separated. We're so alone now. We're staring at our screens. We don't have meaningful human bonding. So we, we do it through fear and the threat, the external threat. So that's what all of cable news is, just catering to various ideologies. You combine that with the desperation of media to get eyes and ears. So they're whipping up sensation and fear any way they know how. It's just, I don't know. It's just, the, the more I think about it, the, the, the less healthy I think it is to really be into the media at this point. Oh, absolutely. I think you'd, you'd just be really selective and turn off your damn phone or whatever. Talk to your neighbors. Absolutely. 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 You got a bunch of, like, carnival barkers and prostitutes giving you the come on. That sounds like but, a good show. But it's Brian <laughs> Williams and, and Sean Hannity. That's on HBO, right? I'm going to check that out. <laughs> I pay a buck for that.
What's coming up in your news, Marshall? Well, yet another brouhaha about the Trump administration and the Russians. What does this mean for the president? And we got a major change in who's actually voting these days. Coming up minutes from now, Armstrong and Getty. Yeah, it's illegals. Five million of them, or three or something. A bunch of people escaped from jail with the old peanut butter trick. What's the old peanut butter trick? Wow. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Some good stuff today uh, to talk about. So we should probably talk about it instead of the crap we've been talking about. I just... I can't believe Mooch is gone. Oh! So soon. I'm trying to get my last O's in because... Uh, I thought he was going to be my main source of political entertainment for months, if not years. I like that I've got two major newspapers in front of me. Mooch out after 10 days. Mooch out after 11 days. Yeah. Get your act together. Yeah. Which is 10 and a half. <laughs> Move on. Uh, news now with Marsha Phillips. Well, you can certainly shake up the West Wing staff, but you can't often change the big dog. Trump on Twitter again this morning defending his frequent use of Twitter. Official Trump tweet reader Vincent Nicholas. Only the fake news media and Trump enemies want me to stop using social media. 110 million people. Only way for me to get the truth out! Yeah, I heard somebody say that John Kelly doesn't have control unless all the tweets go through him. I wouldn't run the tweets through him if I'm Donald Trump. That's one thing. I'm going to decide on my own what I want to tweet. I'm not going to let this guy tell me whether I can or not. Well, fair enough. But he's delusional if he thinks only Trump enemies in the news media think some of his tweets were a mistake. Oh, no. He's, that's mental illness. Oh, no. That's, the, as I said, I had a focus group of, of one right. with a uh, my brother, the Trump supporter, uh, on my couch over the weekend. He thinks he can't understand why Trump does some of the things he does that are clearly make his life harder. Right. Right. But, uh, okay, so, well, I was going to say, maybe Trump supporters actually like that. They like the uh, self undermining for no, some reason because no, of the chaos. I don't know. I think you're accepting no. a an obvious flaw in the man's psyche. Washington Post is reporting President Trump dictated the exact words his son Donald Trump Jr. used to deny any wrongdoing during his meeting with a Russian lawyer when it became public. That explanation said they'd only discussed adoptions of Russian children, but it turned out Trump Jr. was promised dirt on Hillary Clinton that didn't materialize. The president ignoring daughter Ivanka and other top aides' advice to just go ahead and tell what really happened. So, if this story is true, what's going to mean for the president? Washington University law professor Jonathan Turley. It's not a crime to issue a misleading statement. If that was the case, half of Congress would be in prison. But (laughs) what it does show is the president being involved in what many people have claimed is a type of cover-up. So yeah, the, if you've got a if you got Mueller out there investigating yeah. a possible cover up and you have this story, it certainly is going to, you know, wet his appetite, wouldn't you think? Because it certainly looks like you're trying to cover something up. Right, right. I mean, who who among us in our personal lives doesn't think when it seems clear somebody's being dishonest with you? You think, wow, why are there be why are they being dishonest? Yeah. There must be a reason because you know. There is. <laughs> yeah, if your wife or husband lies to you about where they were, there's probably not an innocent reason. Unless they were planning your lavish surprise yeah. party <laughs> and you hired a private detective. You don't uh, trust me. The other interesting aspect of this is who leaked this. It's two sources to the mm-hmm. Washington Post. 
it was only a small number of people on that plane that knew this, right. you know, hunkering down was going on and discussing this. Uh, which, by the way, it's been pointed out, they're they're leaving the G20 where all these different things happen. He met with Putin and then crafted this policy and talked about that policy. And what are they doing with their time? They're working on how to get Don Jr. out of trouble off with this meeting. But the president's own time is being spent on this. W- was but Reince on the plane? Gotta be that's, Reince. That's the question. Gotta be Reince. Did did by embarrassing Reince Priebus or, or Sessions or whoever else, he's embarrassed a number of people yep. that are around him, are they now pissed off? Did Reince... This Friday, when he get fired, go to the Washington Post, say, "Yeah, I was on the plane, or I, I know I would I know people that were on the plane. This is what happened." Yeah, I'll bet he quite, did. It's quite possible. I think he was the king of the leakers before. I think he's going to go crazy now. Now he's only got six months worth of stories, uh, you know, and, and insights and he, insider scoops. He might only need six months worth <laughs> yeah, of stories. No right, right, write the book, Reince. Write it. Well, time marches on. The pendulum is now swinging the other way. For the first time, baby boomers and older Americans are not the majority voters. Millenniums and Gen Xers together squeaked out almost 70 million votes as opposed to the 80 million or 68 million votes cast by the boomers. You know what You know what I hate is the, the, the oldest millennial is only 36, and I'm already tired of hearing about the millennials. Yeah. The millennials wore themselves out faster than the baby boomers. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> Well, that... We do everything faster. We're millennials. <laughs> Naturally, as the older generations die off, the younger is going to be taken over. It took a little while, but now it's happening. Now the competition switches to the Xers versus the millennials. Now the Xers seem to be uh, not in the picture. You hear a lot about the baby boomers, a lot about the millennials. The Xers are just kind of stuck in the middle. We're busy making a living. I got I got this um, uh, industries millennials are killing that is really interesting you got got to get to it sometime wow. because of the changing tastes and and views of uh consumerism it's it's pretty damned interesting now and i that was before i knew it's such a big big block of people right well the change by the way is particularly notable because more millennials identify as independent than any other generation good at 44%. That's fantastic. Amen. That is some good news. Vote Libertarian. Sorry we keep churning out morons for our candidates. (laughs) (laughs) What? I I say that from the heart. What is Aleppo? (laughs) What is Aleppo? (laughs) That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips. The Armstrong and Getty Show, the voice of the West. It's not only the fact that he didn't know what Aleppo was or recognize it. It's the way he said it. That that might have been 80% of the damage. What is Aleppo? And he fired that up with, or followed that up, rather, with a handful more ridiculous gaffes. He was actually acting. In your tennis shoes. And what is Aleppo? In your tennis shoes, in your mental patient haircut. Come on now. (laughs) When he was acting out the the colloquialism of biting your tongue. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. What are you yeah. doing? I'm biting my tongue. Get it? Yuck, yuck. What an embarrassment. I up there for the whole debate and not say anything. Again, and I, as I beg you, funny. look at our ideas, not our candidates. God, libertarianism is such a rich, complex, interesting philosophy. And that's the guy who is out there representing it. <laughs> And that's how you end up with Trump and Hillary. Uh, stay tuned. What the, All the industries millennials are killing, including the napkin industry. Oh, no. Stay tuned what? to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Should mention our blue collar panel or trades panel. We haven't decided what we're going to call it. 
happening Friday in the 8 o'clock hour. And we're going to talk about uh, jobs that aren't white-collar jobs. Yeah. Whatever you want to call them. And, uh, jobs for dumb people who can't go to college and get a great job in a cubicle. You're on a fancy golf course. That's the, that's the, uh, uh, the popular conception. You were on a fancy golf course yesterday while, uh, the, the fanciest. While the nation was in peril. Mm. And, uh, I showed up to work to try to help steer people and their emotions through these turbulent times. But how'd that go for you? There was a story on the front of USA Today Money, uh, section yesterday all about how, Currently, people are catching on to the fact that, you know, I don't like working in this cubicle. I'm not making that much money or I'm unfulfilled or whatever and going off to be welders or air conditioner or whatever, making more mm-hmm. money, having more choices, variety of things they like about it. It's right. it's catching on. So mm-hmm. our timing couldn't be more perfect for this uh, panel that we're having Friday. Maybe millennials will have a different view. So like I said, I'm already tired of hearing about millennials, but I better get used to it. They're the new baby boomers. God, how long can they flag that, though? How long is that exciting? What? Stories about millennials. Well, the generation that is driving the economy and our politics at any given time is, you know, how do you ignore it? How do you ignore it? I mean, it's it, it makes all the difference. By not paying attention. That's, <laughs> that's how I ignore it. It's the way I ignore most things. But So this person was pointing out all the articles that have existed in Business Insider in just like the last year? About industries that millennials are killing because millennials have different uh, habits on uh, spending money on houses, motorcycles, dates, restaurants, all these different things. So these are these are all covers from or, or, or stories from Business Insider. Millennials are killing the beer industry. For whatever reason, millennials aren't drinking beer the same way that previous generations did. Mm-hmm. Millennials are killing chains like <laughs> Buffalo Wild Wings and Applebee's. Is that right? Interesting. I had a conversation with a uh, a person who's in the advertising marketing business, and they mentioned that um, times are a little difficult unless you have a national headquarters in your place because everything is a chain. Everything's a national company um, now. Big box stores all over the landscape where it used to be mom and pops, and so um, you know it's just it's it's a different industry now. But there, maybe that's going away. There was this article in Business Insider: Millennials are killing dozens of industries. Millennials are killing the napkin industry. That's just what a completely are they wiping different... their hands on their shirts? Disgusting. That's a different uh, different article. Millennials are killing the napkin industry. I'm guessing because I know my wife has this attitude of just why would you buy a napkin? <laughs> I can use a paper towel. Oh. Just just don't see the need for it. We so have... people just aren't buying napkins. If we have you know frozen pizza, we have cloth napkins in a napkin ring. Wow, that's on the fancy. table. How about the napkin ring industry? Millennials are yeah, millennials are killing the golf industry. Millennials, I've heard we've done these stories before. Millennials are killing the car industry. They don't care about driving or owning a car. Just don't care. Will millennials kill home ownership? Don't care about owning a home. Just not a priority. Uh, millennials could be a problem for America's most iconic motorcycle brand. My brother turned me on this, how millennials, for whatever reason, just don't think Harleys are a thing to buy. So they aren't. So Harley's got a a real problem ahead of them. Mm. Uh, Millennials, uh, Americans in their 20s and 30s are too cynical to reveal their hopes, dreams, and buying habits to advertisers directly. So marketing people are having trouble figuring out what's going on. Mm. (laughs) That's pretty funny. Too cynical to reveal their hopes, dreams, and buying habits. Um, millennials uh, don't believe in going out to restaurants for dinner dates. They do a lot more first dates, but not at restaurants. That's what's killing a lot of the restaurant industry. Yeah. 
You know, to me, the uh, putting aside the phila- uh, the uh, fascination with quote unquote millennials, just seems to me tastes constantly change. Sure, absolutely. I mean, did, did everybody was perfectly happy with a uh, you know eighteen hundred square foot house uh, forty years ago. Then it had to be five thousand square feet. Now I have an apartment and I'm happy. Right. Uh, you know, to uh, people went out to eat once a month. Now it's three times a day. Soon it'll be different. Yeah, just. Constant change. I'm curious to see if there's any information on to if this is like a taste thing, like you said, like it's just not into my eyes. Restaurants aren't my thing, man. Or how much of it are these decisions economic based? Some of it is. They're not getting credit cards. That's another one. Millennials aren't getting credit cards and racking up debt. Yeah. I mean, a lot of these things you described are kind of luxuries, right? Like, you know, there there was a time where no Applebee's wasn't considered a luxury, but going out to eat, you're spending a lot more on food. Oh, no doubt. And when you're leaving in your mid-20s from college and you have this crippling college debt and you have, you know, I, I wonder how many of these are people trying to be financially more... Well, that would make well, you... good for y'all. Yeah, that's smart. That'd make you more like my parents than Generation X or the Baby Boomers and that you decided eating out's really expensive so we don't do it very often. That yeah, sure, sure, Harleys could be cool, but that's not for me. I don't have money to spend on a motorcycle. Too expensive. Right. I blame Gen X. Bunch of pot-smoking, irresponsible morons. Yeah, a lot of it might just be being, being frugal, which I'd be all for. Or being uh, broke. A new frugal generation. Well, the previous generation was broke. They still bought stuff. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show.